Welcome back, loyal listeners. Welcome, new listeners. This is Runkle Recaps, How I Met Your Father. I'm glad you did the intro. I would have messed that up immediately. Season one, episode <laughs> one, the pilot. And let me... Oh, hi, Jen. Hi, Steve. Let me start off by apologizing. We always apologize when we are more than one week from recording, but we had a really good excuse this time. Uh, sometime in mid-January, my mother unexpectedly had to go to the hospital in an emergency and unfortunately passed away three weeks after being in the hospital. And so uh, we've you know, been dealing with that. We've been dealing with what's happened ever since she passed. And although she wasn't a fan of our podcast, I think we should... <laughs> Nor of the show. <laughs> no. She found it very unfunny and us very unfunny <laughs> when she listened to our podcast about a show. Did she show. listen to our podcast? Remember we had her listen to some of it in the car? Oh, yeah. Because I made her watch that episode. <laughs> the episode that she didn't like at all, then you made her listen to a podcast. I thought maybe it. by combining the media. <laughs> didn't work. But we'll dedicate this to my mother, Debbie Runkle, and may yep. she rest in peace. Yes. So, yeah, it's been a rough month or so around here, so we do apologize for the break, and now we're very, very far behind on everything. So, How I Met Your Mother and How I Met Your Father. I think I just saw they're about to air episode seven. So, we'll catch up eventually. Oh, they didn't... I didn't really pay attention. So Hulu doesn't str- like just put everything out there like Netflix. No, I think I saw it on um, IMDb that episode seven was next. I could be wrong. I don't know if I didn't look that closely into it. But yeah, because I guess it started mid-January, and I think they dropped the first two episodes right away. So like, I think it would make sense that they just did episode six. But nevertheless, here we are. How I Met Your Mother recaps. So we'll see if we can... We'll see what makes sense for us if we do these as separate episodes or if we fold them into... Uh, based on the pilot. Well, when's a pilot ever really that good? The How I Met Your Mother pilot wasn't that great. I sometimes have enough trouble getting you to do How I Met Your Mother podcasts. And now i got to beg you to, to do How I Met Your Father podcast as well. I said we were talking about how to do it. Well, I, I will say this. This is my suggestion. We should watch, continue watching the episodes, and until one really strikes us as a great episode, we'll just, you know, cover it for a couple of minutes, each one of our How I Met Your Mother okay. recaps. And then if an episode of How I Met Your Father is so good, we'll go ahead and record that as a full recording. But that's, a, you know, that's saying that it would have qualified as maybe like a hot, top 100 How I Met Your Mother episode. I will leave the ranking and determination of that to you. Well, I we watched this a couple weeks ago, yeah. and then I rewatched it today earlier, so I could keep track of how many laughs I got. Right. Out of it. So we wanted to go into it kind of blind without our podcasting caps on to just kind of watch it as a show and get the full impact of it without you yeah, having to stop and take notes. And so that was you know, it started off very very poorly, but got better ish as it went. And it, I went ahead and kept track of, you know, sort of scoring it the way I would normally score How I Met Your Mother, except for, obviously, we can't score things that we steal from it. Right. But I tried to look out for anything that I thought was so good and repeatable that I'd want to steal from it, and there was nothing in this episode. Yeah. And if I used the same score point system that I did for How I Met Your Mother, this would have been ranked 196. <laughs> wow, harsh. And but that's, you can't do that because you're missing a whole category. Well, if there was anything in this episode that I would think that we would want to repeat, I would have 
tried to go ahead and give it the benefit of the doubt and count it. Hmm. Okay. The other thing is repeatability, and no, I don't want to watch the pilot again, so. Yeah, yeah, I'd have to say, yeah, on the second watch of it, yeah, nothing hit me. Like, there was a few things that I, you know, laughed at in the pilot the first time we watched it. It didn't really hit me the same way the second time. I sort of gave it a few pity laughs the last time I watched it of, that's a good joke, but it's not making me laugh, but I kind of recognize it as a good joke. Yeah, and I think I kind of did with a few, like, oh yeah, I remember laughing at that last time, but... You're right. The rewatchability of the pilot, at least, wasn't great. Now, how I think, might, Go ahead. I was going to say, I think we're, we're doing a little bit of a disservice by doing it this way because episode one and two dropped at the same time. So we're kind of only doing half of the pilot, <laughs> essentially. Um, okay, but... Because I know it's like in, we got you know, a couple feedback emails and both of them reference things that we haven't seen yet. So I think people watched episode one and two. And then wrote it into us. Okay, well, there will be some spoilers for us, at least. Yeah, I mean, nothing, like, earth-shattering, but... Um, so, the pilot for How I Met Your Mother, I wasn't a big fan of that either, but it, it ranked in the 160s for me. Okay. So, we'll see how it goes. I'll If there's anything that you thought was really good and think we should podcast about it separately, we'll do that, and I'll suggest the same thing. And you can always push back. Otherwise, we'll just give it somewhere between a two to five minute recap of an episode each time we post. Okay. All right. To start off, we're going to read an email from Keta, who is a new writer. No, we've heard from Keta before. Have we? Yep. Oh, I apologize, Keta. Keta writes, Happy Friday, Steve and Jen. And this is old. This is from January 21st, so... Again, sorry for the delay, Kenna. Yeah, we have two other emails, but they're about how I met your father, so we're going to read those after this. I'm writing this email for two reasons. As you may have gleaned from the subject, and her subject is I've caught up. Sorry about that. (laughs) So as you may have gleaned from the subject, I have caught up with you guys. I'm excited but sad at the same time because now I have to wait for your recaps with the rest of the peasants. (laughs) Boy, she's really insulting all our listeners. (laughs) Secondly, as of today, you haven't posted your recap of The Sexless Innkeeper yet, and I wanted to chime in because I love this episode so much. The whole storyline between Marshall, Lily, and Barney Robin is flawless. I almost can't pick a favorite, but I guess it'd be the scene in the rain with Marshall's videos a close second. If Ted's storyline was cut, I wouldn't have been mad. Laugh out loud. Nothing to criticize, but Yay. I feel your chemistry is what I love most about your podcast. Aww. Aww. <laughs> Marquetta. P.S. Tell Danielle I'm coming for her as the number one responder. <laughs> oh, it's on now. P- Actually, we haven't heard from Danielle. Uh, she, we read one of hers from the last, for the sexless innkeeper she had. Oh, okay. Contribution. I'm not P- meaning to impugn Danielle. I'm just saying. And PSS, just kidding. I'm way too lazy to respond every week. I'll only post when one of my fave episodes is about to be reviewed. Makes sense to me. Thanks, Keta. Really appreciate you writing writing in. I'm going to save the other two for the end. Yeah. All right. Let's get into it. First of all, I guess the font was really small on the printouts I did. It really is. (laughs) My eyes are really going to struggle through this. I know. Usually it's so big. So my overall impression to get started, I didn't care too much for this. It wasn't bad. Right. But... I I think we had said this in our, maybe our last time at your mother, but I, 
I at least, I assume you two, went in with very low expectations. Yeah, so, which made it a little better. Yeah, almost. I would say that my very low expectation, expectations were exceeded. Um, and again, you know, I'm giving it some some room for growth because, you know, most pilots are not good. It, even, like, the whole first season, I think I use this as an example a lot, but, like, the whole first season of The Office was awful and then got so good. Like, I disagree. In. I liked The Office the first season. Oh, I hated the first season. I'm actually surprised I kept watching. I think I did just because I knew it was going to get better. How'd you know it was going to get better? Because I didn't start watching it until oh, years later when people had already been watching it. and said Everybody said, like, No, because the first season had, like, the basketball game between the guys in the manufacturing... I mean, I can't. It's been so long since I've rewatched it in any sort of order that I can't Michael remember. Kept, like just throwing out the ball, going three, and, was, <laughs> and keep kept wrecking it. And <laughs> yeah, I remember really deeply disliking it. But like, again, I haven't rewatched. Michael it so was long. incredibly dislikable. Yes. Yeah. In yeah. the first season, and they his sweeter side came out later. Right. So anyway, like I'm, I'm giving this very low expectations, you know, going forward, and we'll see where we land. I think part of my problem is it was a very networky type kind of show. When it's on Hulu, you almost want it to be, yeah, have a little was, more edge to it, and it was developed maybe. for Hulu. Like it wasn't moved over from something else, right? It's very family friendly, and I feel like they could have taken more chances. Yeah. I mean, there was a couple of references to sex and penises, so <laughs> easing I mean, and slowly. I mean, I've complained that they had strippers with <laughs> sports bras on and How I Met Your Mother. They could do real strippers in this one. <laughs> you should write in. <laughs> Tell them. You can do this now. So one thing we start off with is the theme music is the same music, except for mm-hmm. done with a female voice just kind of scatting through it. Right. And I think it's an actual, like, full, there's a full version of it, and they just use the snippets like they did in How I Met Your Mother. And so the artist is Lennon Stella. And so I kind of like that twist on it. I liked it. I think it's setting us up for that this is the female story versus mm-hmm. the male story. Right. And we start off in 2050. We get Kim Cattrall as the older Sophie. And she's acting a little Samantha-ish. She is, yeah. That was definitely my impression, too. There was one point at which she like did this little clap, oh, did she this something? quick little clap, and she did that once as Samantha. I forget in which episode of. Oh, it's when the old guy with the old man butt gave her a diamond necklace, and she gave this like little <laughs> right. celebratory clap for it. <laughs> so she did that in this episode. We have her coming in. They have some jabs at technology in 2050. Hasn't gotten much better. Right. And so I just want to you. Know, point out, obviously, like, this is subverted, so we get to see future Sophie, where we never saw future Ted. Right, and we don't see, out. Yeah. We don't see the kid. We saw the kids in How I Met Your Mother. We don't see the kid in How I Met Your Father, which makes sense, because, yeah, when we get to it, she met the father, and there's lots of different ethnicities going on, so seeing the kid... They didn't want to give that possibly away. Possibly give it away. There's a little banter back and forth between her and a son that she's pulling up. I don't know if they're... If it's like a... Zoom type call. Yeah, it just says video. We can't call. tell. It doesn't right. say video. Okay, so they are seeing each other. Well, I mean, it just says it in the transcript. I didn't say it like on the show. I think everybody knows Kim Cattrall is from Sex and the City. Hopefully, plus a lot of movies in the eighties and nineties. But I won't go through all those. So yeah, future Sophie has called her son and just decided that 
tonight's the night she's going to tell him the story of how she met his father. Yeah, apropos to nothing. <laughs> this is going to be the unabridged version. She's had some wine, so she's going to talk about the, the sexy bits. There haven't been any so far, so we'll see. I mean, there was penis in the kitchen. That's true. Now, see, they could have shown that. <laughs> I think we all wanted to see Charlie's penis. I mean, we saw Charlie's penis in... Ah, shit, what's it called? The Sex and the City sequel. Wait, what? Oh, no, it's not Charlie. Sorry. <laughs> I'm mixing up all sorts of things. Um, You're talking about... Uh, Charlotte's husband. Charlotte's husband. Who is not named Charlie in Sex and the City, but was named Charlie on Californication. <laughs> so I am wow. just... All sorts of mixed up in my That's brain. That's quite a mashup. Yes. Have we told you it's been a really long month? Yeah. Um, Harry. Thank you. In the <laughs> TV show. And, and just, just like, like that, that, we get a wiener shot a of him. A very gratuitous one, too. I don't get excited about those because a lot of those tend to be prosthetics. Oh, yeah. For sure. Especially when they look really nice. <laughs> I mean, and yeah, I wasn't really interested in seeing his stuff, so. But that was HBO. Maybe Hulu's not trying to go for that reputation. All right. She starts off with, first of all, of course, we got to get the pushback from the son. Oh, great. I don't want to listen to all this. Sure. But we move into the story where she's talking about this is back in 2022, and she is running late for a Tinder date. And then we see Hillary Duff as young Sophie out on the street, weaving in and out of people and then traffic, and then she's catching an Uber. Uh, Hillary Duff, I think we've discussed this. I have never seen her in anything before, even though she had her own Disney show. Right. So when that she Disney had quite a show... few movies back in the 90s, I think, or, 80, or okay, early yeah. aughts. So I would have seen, I know I saw Cinderella's story back in the day, but like her TV show was, I think, out maybe when I was in college. So. And then was she a pop star, too? Yeah, she had some songs. And I can't remember if that was associated with her show or if that was a separate... I can't think of anything else I've seen her in since Cinderella Story or anything else she's been in. I didn't bother looking her up because I was like, oh, everybody knows Hillary Duff. But Right. Even uh, th- that goes to show how big a pop culture presence she has that I've never seen her in anything. And yet I <laughs> know, you know I would recognize her in a picture oh, in People yeah. magazine. If, if She was on, I think the show's called Younger. I never saw it, but I remember hearing about that. I think that ran a few seasons. Okay. So she gets in the Uber and we're introduced to Jesse, who yes. is played by Christopher Lowell. And he's best known more recently for the TV show Glow. A lot, a long time ago, he was in private practice. That's where Jen first knew him mm-hmm. from, which was on a long time ago. So It was a long time ago. That just speaks to his age. He's got to be in his 40s now, right? Yeah, because that was late 2000s. I don't think, yeah, I don't think that was even too... Yeah, I think it's private practice, I think, started a few years after Grey's Anatomy, and Grey's Anatomy started in 2005. Was he a doctor? No, I think he was like the receptionist. Okay. Or like office he, coordinator. He was in the movie The Help. I've seen that once and can't remember who he was in it. And then he was I in Veronica was Mars. Emma Stone's boyfriend. Okay. In the help or brother. It's been a while since I've seen that, too. So we're going to get a lot of exposition in this car scene. We meet Jesse and his best friend, Sid, who's hitching a ride. Sid is overly enthusiastic in all his deliveries in this car, I found. <laughs> He's proposing. It's an exciting night for him. Ask me why. 
You didn't do that before you proposed to me? <laughs> come on, ask. Come on, ask. You so, weren't just carrying the ring around all day, like, ready to show it off? Um, no. <laughs> I know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, but yeah, you're right, he's very enthusiastic. I think it sort of reminds me of the pilot episode of How I Met Your Mother, where... And obviously there's the parallel that someone's proposing yes. in this and someone's proposing in that. Right. And Marshall was way too enthusiastic and bouncy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so yeah. I, I think maybe this is sort of a similar complaint that they tried a little too hard in these scenes to make an impression. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because I think our our brains go to, okay, you know, is this the Marshall, is this the Lily, is this the Ted, who's the Barney? Sid reveals that he is going to propose then he does some weird fiancé, fiancé, fiancé dance. Right. In the front seat. He's very psyched. He has many levels of psyched too, but <laughs> I find him very irritating in this scene. I As didn't like his fiancé, fiancé, fiancé. I don't know. Jesse's a little bit excited for him. Although he does ask Sophie to choke him out with a charging cord. <laughs> right. They're making a lot of this charging cord, so we know that something's going to happen with the phones at this point. Mm-hmm. And then we get the worst line I've possibly ever heard in a sitcom ever. Go ahead. Oh, I don't even know if I want to say it. So Sophie, yeah, Sophie asked to use the charging cord because her phone's belly is hungry. She's all feed me, mama, and she did this really obnoxious baby cry voice, and I wanted to stab my ears. Yeah, it was a strange choice. It was choice. the worst thing I've ever heard, and yeah, this was what, like two minutes in, I was like, oh, this is going to be real bad. So luckily you could only she go up She tried to there. sell it. It did not I think work. they wrote the lines, and she's like, okay, how should I deliver this? And she tried to sell it in a funny way. It just didn't work. It didn't work at all. So Sid is going to propose to Hannah. She's a surgical resident in L.A. They've been long-distance dating, and he's here in, I guess they're in New York City. Yeah. Right. Running his bar, Pemberton's, which I guess one day we'll know why it's called Pemberton's and not That's the puzzle. puzzle. <laughs> so his... Plan is to make her think she's going to see Beyonce, but instead go to the bar and propose. I like Sophie's. You think she's going to be a little, just, <laughs> little bummed that you're not actually going to see Beyonce? Because I know you would. Yes. Yeah, because you would think, like, oh, engagement night, of course we're going to do something big afterwards. So it all lines up. And I, I think I told the story of how I did a surprise party, birthday party for my wife, where... I had her thinking we were going to go to a, a right. show right. in D.C., and we were stopping by the room first to pick up something, and that's where the surprise party was. And then mm-hmm. I remember her saying, I'm a little bummed that we weren't going to that play. <laughs> right, so then make it Beyonce. She was actually, yeah. <laughs> Beyonce would be 100 times that. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this is a bad plan. It like works out just fine. but It's, it's got to be somebody good to make it funny. Yeah. So... Jesse wants to know what's going on at the Rosewood Bar, which is where he's taking Sophie. And she gives them the background that she thinks she's found the man that she's going to spend the rest of her life with. He's from Tinder. They haven't actually met yet. Sid thinks this is very You've Got Mail, which to... Like a really old reference. <laughs> yeah, it kind of is. I, I think You've Got Mail's... Was that late 90s? I think it was late 90s, yeah. It was the third... Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan, romantic comedy. And it was the third? I thought it was the second. No, the first would have been Joe versus the Volcano. Oh. That was in I the early that. 90s or late 80s. 
And Meg Ryan plays three different characters in it, and he ends up with one of them in the end. Hmm, okay. You don't know anything about that one. And then the second one, obviously, being Sleepless in Seattle. Right. And then you've got Mail. Sleepless in Seattle was the best of the three, by far. Right. Yeah, I think, obviously, You've Got Mail was just clearly trying to replicate Sleepless in Seattle with a, you know, a modern twist of the internet. Sure, and... The story behind You Got Mail were that two people were sort of falling in love with each other without having ever met, even though in real life they had met. Oh, they and that was know. online. Yeah. And even though they had met, even though they already knew each other and were sort of enemies in business, it's a, it's a good movie overall. Mm. It's, it's not great, but it's good. So tune in next week for our full <laughs> review of Heavy, You Got Mail. The trilogy. The whole fact that that movie was based on the line, you've got mail from AOL, (laughs) just tells you how old that movie is. (laughs) Yeah, so that is an interesting reference. Sophie says she knows how this sounds, and she's not one of those girls that falls in love with every guy she meets on Tinder. Uh, But she's been having some really bad luck with Tinder, and her last date was the worst one yet. The guy showed up. Minutes late. 20 minutes late. 20 minutes late. Oh, sorry. Yeah, the transcript didn't include numbers. In- <laughs> oh, that's, that's what, because I noticed that a few times. There was a few years they mentioned that mm-hmm. fell out. Yeah. And they have this guy showing up. She says, you know, why are you late? Subway delay. And he goes into his last date, which went really well, like really well. And he just had sex. Yeah. Very, <laughs> this reminded me very much of like a Barney delivery of like really hammering it in. Like, you get my point, right? Right. She As she's monologuing about this date to the guys in the cat in the Uber we're seeing the date muted and she's just kind of like the guy looking is, really uncomfortable and the guy's talking about the last date we can't hear what he's saying but we see him and at some point he's holding his hands seeming to be indicating breast size oh i didn't notice that yeah. <laughs> i thought that was kind of funny that he was getting into that kind of detail <laughs> So after this date, she went to deactivate her account, but then all of a sudden, a picture of Ian pops up as a match. And so we get a lot of montage of them just getting to know each other via text, you know, and it's all very cutesy. And I feel like this is setting us up to be like, oh, this guy is not going to be who he says he is. This is going to be a huge letdown. Ian is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Really good looking guy. Love his hair. He's like the perfect dude. Right. Even a marine biologist. Yeah, so I didn't very much enjoy the banter that's going back and forth between them as she's describing it on their Tinder texting or or whatever you would call it. It sort of reminded me of the banter that Ted and Stella had on their five-minute date. It it was meant to be funny, (laughs) but it wasn't very good. It okay. wasn't hitting. Yeah. I like, when it was stuff like, who, who was your first kiss and all that, that was fine. Mm-hmm. But then it was, oh, Buzz Lightyear was your first crush? That's freaky. And then she cracks up. Then he right. wrote, that's freaky. I mean, it's just, they were trying too hard to try and make that funny. I get it. Makes sense. The guys want to know why this guy had never asked her to meet in real life. That's what she wanted to know. But it turned out that he was actually in Australia for work for the next two weeks. Right. And finally he's back, and this is... Her first time, they get, she, she gets to meet him face-to-face, and she expects it to be her last first date ever. Which is a lot of expectation for just having conversation on an app. Mm-hmm. No matter how well it goes, like, I don't know. Yeah, those 
everything can fall apart once it gets to be in person. Right. And people aren't themselves on apps often or, or via text. Right, exactly. Yeah, and so I, you know, I, hearing all of this the first time I watched, I fully expected him to be full of shit or catfish or something. And then, you know, when he eventually says that he's moving to Australia, I thought maybe he was pulling a Barney. <laughs> well, she seeks Jesse's opinion. He feigns that he has a real good feeling about this, then pulls a 180, says, no, he can't do it. The, the truth is the chances of this guy being your soulmate are less than zero, and goes on and on. And then they pull up to her stop, and he pulls out the phone and says, you know, don't forget your phone and hands it off. Put a put a pin in that. So Sophie and Ian meet, and it's oh, magical. wait. Real quick, as, as she leaves the, the Uber, Jesse's got a really goofy grin on his face. And right, and Sid kind of calls it out. That he likes her. Mm-hmm. I like how they go back and forth. Did not, did two, did not, did, and then he pulls, <laughs> yeah. uh, Sid pulls a Bugs Bunny on him. <laughs> yeah, that was a little cute. Bugs Bunny was a cartoon back in the... <laughs> Forties oh, and fifties and sixties. <laughs> Although I guess you know he was was I wonder if he was in the last Space Jam. Space Jam, but he was sort of the star of the first Space Jam. Yeah, that's true. I remember talking to Tyler about something about six months ago and mentioning Bugs Bunny, and he said, "Who?" I said, "Oh, you don't know who Bugs Bunny is, do you?" No, which is funny because he's watched some Looney Tunes, but he always went for like Three Little Pigs or yeah, there were there weren't many of the classic yeah characters except for some of the Disney ones like Goofy and mm-hmm. Donald Duck and such. All right, so yeah, Sophie's going on and on about how great you know the date is. It was the best first date she'd ever been on. We get a whole and so yeah, we're we see them at Rosewood. Ian looks really good in person in this scene. He is very pretty and very sweet. I get it. So Sophie starts wanting to make a plan for the next week. To oh, before we get to that. <laughs> the future Sophie's saying something to the effect of that it was the best first date she had ever been on, a date so good, you don't even check your phone. And the son goes, wow. And she goes, I know. Oh, I thought that was okay. pretty funny. That is, but then I, that actually f- clicks into place because that's how she even, re- she doesn't realize that she lost her phone. True. Because... But she I just thought that the timing of that joke was kind <laughs> yeah. of funny. Yeah. That, that a day is so good you don't even <laughs> check your phone. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. So, yeah, Sophie wants him to go out again next week, and then Ian drops the bomb that he's moving to Australia, like, literally later that night. Yeah, she's confused. She thought he just got back. He said, well, he did, but they offered him a full-time job. He's helping endangered coral reef procreate. She makes a bad joke about, <laughs> yes. why don't you just light a candle and put on some soft rock? And he only came back, actually, to, to pack and sublet his place, but he really did want to meet her, so he didn't tell her about this until they were in person. And future Sophie points out that it's always a bad idea to start a long-distance relationship. Yep, so they both you know, kind of just say goodbye. and Almost kiss, but don't. Yeah, kind of leave it at, well, you know, maybe in the future something could happen. Here's another parallel with the pilot, which is that... Oh, I'm sorry, the pilot of How I Met Your Mother, which is that... They almost kiss, but don't. Because remember, but they Ted, don't kiss till episode two. Ted, you know, says "I love you." And That's then. right. Okay, and then he goes back. So she was devastated, but she's going to go home to her bestie aunt. Va- she says aunt, but I would say aunt <laughs> Valentina. Um, 
Oh, also, as she's parting from Ian, they talk about maybe they'll see each other again someday. This becomes a thing. Yeah, someday. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it makes you, of course, think that we're going to see Ian again, even beyond this episode. It sort of seems like he's going to be her David the Scientist from Friends. <laughs> yes. Yeah, very much. He's obviously going to come back after she's finally decided to start dating somebody else like Jesse. Mm-hmm. That's my prediction is that she's going to end up realizing that she likes Jesse and then Ian comes back and she's got to choose, do I want to end up dating Ian now that he's back unexpectedly or should I stay with Jesse? Okay. I think that makes sense. Putting my money on that. So she gets back to her apartment. Valentina's there. She's back from a trip to France for Fashion Week. London. Oh, London, sorry. And she wants Sophie to dish on the date. Sophie confirms everything that she expected to be great about him, but then says that it's not going to work out because he's moving away. I like Valentino's line here. Did you bang one out anyway? Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> I like that one. So Sophie says no, but you know, at least we can be two ladies, single ladies in New York, and we can start a podcast called Who Needs Men? Leave it to the, leave it to the professionals. <laughs> and then Charlie enters, nude. And yeah, doesn't notice Sophie. Yeah, somehow Charlie didn't miss that Sophie had entered the apartment. Sophie sees him and yells, oh my god, a pervert, a pervert. That's what you yell when you see a <laughs> naked man walking around in your apartment? Yeah, I mean... Especially you, a really, really hot one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you you have a roommate who is clearly into men, so... And is wearing a nightshirt. <laughs> well, then she wears that out, so I don't I know. know. I, I'm not sure what that was. You know what's funny is... I thought she looked you know, that. I was thinking that nightshirt. It's uh, Selena on it. Pictures oh, of Selena, okay. which makes sense because she's a Mexican American, mm-hmm. and Selena was Mexican American. So that that's a lot of you know where her fan base came from. But I was like, oh, that's kind of plain to be wearing when you got a new guy around. You would think she'd have something <laughs> a little sexier. But then she wears it out, and I was like, oh, that looks kind of hot out because <laughs> it's very. It doesn't go down very far, and she had very right. nice legs in it. Yeah, she had like really high boots on. So, yeah, kind of a frumpy nightshirt, but kind of a hot going out shirt. (laughs) So we get Charlie coming in nude. He's British. He's got sort of the perfect ideal male upper body Mm -hmm. with an amazing... With the abs I want to pet. Yeah, amazing (laughs) definition on the abs. And Jen has a thing about petting abs. I do. I like abs. So Valentina explains he's not a pervert. This is Charlie. Well, he's sort of a pervert, but in a good way. <laughs> Although we don't get a real sense of that. No. I mean, we don't know what went on. And then we well, get there's something some... about fruit, so I don't know. Oh, true. Then we get you know sort of a slapsticky. His towel keeps falling off. Right. And he got Meghan Markled. His family didn't want him to go to New York. He is from high society family in London, and they didn't want him going to New York with a Mexican assistant stylist. And they made some very updated Ugly Betty jabs. I kind of like that. <laughs> that is a good line. So for those who don't know, Ugly Betty was a TV show in the sort of early-ish aughts. I watched it all the way through it, but it was, oh, only like, it was only like three or four seasons, actually. Okay. And it was a pretty good show. It was partly starring the woman that would go on to play, oh, what's her name, the stripper in How I Met Your Mother that Barney almost marries. Oh, goodness, what is her name? We were just saying it a few shows ago. I mean, Karma in the show. 
I can't. I don't know the actress's name offhand. But the character's name. The stripper name was Karma. Do you remember oh, what? I can't remember. It might come to us in a little bit. But she was on. She was one of the main characters on Ugly Betty. Oh, okay. So uh, Betty in Ugly Betty was played by America Ferrara, and this is before she sort of lost a lot of weight and kind of changed her look a bit and was heavier and sort of leaned into the heavier actress thing. And it was perfect for the role on Ugly Betty. She had braces, big glasses, wore her hair very in a frumpy way. Uh, but, but was I, working in fashion? Yeah, it was working in fashion. She was a good writer. It was very... The Devil Wears Prada. Okay. Where she was a good writer. So she kind of got the job as an assistant being smart instead of knowing anything about fashion and kind of brought that skill into the job with her. And then as time went by, eventually kind of got prettier and did herself up a little more, but... Just like Devil Wears Prada. Yeah, but not, you know, it was a much... It would happen over several seasons. Sure. I think America Ferrara really got sort of some flack for losing weight because she represented a certain body type for a while with a lot of pride. And I, Yeah, I don't know that I ever knew that she was considered, like, overweight. You probably forgot. Maybe. I mean, I didn't watch Ugly Betty, so I don't know. Well, she was in Lords of Dogtown and... Real Women Have Curves, which was a HBO movie, where she was a heavier teenage Latina girl. Hmm. And so that was kind of her thing a little bit. But her response was, I really thought it was time I get healthier. Right. Because being a little heavy isn't always, I was born this way and I can't change it. Sometimes it's, I have bad habits, Mm -hmm. right? I feel like that's kind of the same flack that Adele was getting after she lost weight. Yeah, and I get where it comes from is, you know, you're representing and making us feel like we're represented by you. Right. But at the same time, sometimes it's good to have also, good yeah, cardiovascular Live system. your own life, yeah. Like, if you're happy with the way you look, then that's great. But if you're not, then there's nothing wrong with wanting to be healthier. All right, where were we? Anyway, um, so basically, yeah, they Meghan Markled Charlie. And so he has come to live with them in New York with no money. And my instinct is to say, are you fucking crazy? Not from (laughs) Valentina's point of view, but from Sophie's of, you thought you could just have someone come and live with us that I've never met? (laughs) In a New York apartment, which is not big. Yeah, she rolls with it surprisingly well. I think she's more mad about the fruit being inedible now. Yeah, apparently the fruit played a part in their... Doing it, so... I don't know what that means. (laughs) Yeah, especially with apples. Right. So, Valentina's throwing caution to the wind inspires Sophie, who thinks, maybe I should have pushed for a long-distance relationship. They can always have face sex. Which Charlie's very interested in knowing what is. Yeah, and it's just confusion of FaceTime with sex. Phone sex. Yeah, phone sex. And that's when she realizes that she doesn't have her phone. And so she's got to get to Pemberton's to get hers and give Sid's back. Charlie's very excited about taking the subway, which passes very quickly. Yeah. He wonders if it always smells like that. Sometimes it's worse. There's some bad joke about the trifecta of seeing a guy peeing, another one pooping, and another one dead. (laughs) It's terrible. And Sophie (laughs) says, you hit the subway trifecta, make a wish. 
so-so joke. They get to Pemberton's, go inside, and everyone jumps out and yells, surprise. Now, if the door's not locked, couldn't just anybody walk into this bar? Maybe it said private party only on the outside. Well, Jesse says he's been tracking Sid's phone, so I think he could see them walking up and assuming it was that's Sid right. and Hannah. Yeah, that's right. Because, yes, otherwise you're right. <laughs> so Sid's going to be there any minute. Jesse's kind of freaking out about this. He doesn't want the surprise and everyone jumping out ruined. So if we let him know that, she's got to go find Ian before the plane takes off. And Jesse's getting everybody back to hide. And Sophie can't move. She said, I like this line. I freeze under pressure. This is why I've been hit by three city bikes. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. So Charlie's obsessing about the train and how bad it smells. And now he smells bad. They're hiding and they're starting to argue a bit. And then in pops Ellen. And so Ellen is played by Tian Tran, who I know from the podcast Hysteria. She's sometimes like a guest host on that. I don't. I don't know that podcast. Um, it's in the Pod Save America Crooked Media family. It's you know women typically talking about like current events and social stuff. It's good. Okay. Ellen's playing a gay divorcee who has moved from Iowa to New York City. Who is to... Jesse's adopted sister? Right. And so she's talking a lot. <laughs> Yeah, there was something weird where she says, I'm getting... First of all, she was there listening to them, and they didn't realize she was there, so she felt right. obliged to introduce herself right. and let them know that she was right next to them. Yeah. there was. It's sort of a cute introduction to her, because mm-hmm. it's like, hey, I'm here. Right. Like, don't fight. <laughs> There's someone else around. She says that she's getting divorced, and Charlie goes, oh, oh my God, you poor thing. And for some <laughs> reason, the laugh track goes off there. Oh, really? <laughs> I don't know why. And you just laughed. I'm not sure why you laughed either. I'm laughing because of your reaction to it. It's just, I of don't... Of you being, like, so aghast at his well, response. Where, no, his response doesn't bother me, but I don't know why they ran the laugh track after it. Well, I don't know. I mean, does Charlie not come from a world where divorce is a thing? Like, that just seems like an overblown reaction. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I didn't think much of his reaction one way or the other. I just thought it was weird that they put a laugh track behind it. Right. So she's from Little Crescent, Iowa, and she was one of two lesbian women, so... <laughs> when that ran its course, she had to move away. Yeah. And she wants to ask out Kate McKinnon, which I fully co-signed. I like this exchange. You know, Whoa, you know Kate McKinnon. No? Do you? <laughs> kind of a decent back and forth. Yeah. If anyone knows Kate McKinnon, I mean, I'll take her number. <laughs> Is there a Mrs. such and such? No, <laughs> there, but there's, there's a, a Mr. Mr. Rungle. <laughs> Yeah, I think you keep forgetting you're married, honey. <laughs> oh, funny. So hey, you, ba- were, you were all over Ian, so. Not because I'm into him. I just think he's really pretty. <laughs> and I think Kate McKinnon's very pretty. I don't think she's pretty. I think she seems like fun. I think she is pretty and funny. Hmm. 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 <laughs> <laughs> what was that noise? I don't know, but you, were, <laughs> you started it with your hmm. I think we're overtired. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're back to Sophie and Jesse. He thinks that he thinks that Sid would be very meticulous if it was Jesse proposing. So he wants to get this right, although that's purely hypothetical because he's never getting married. And Sophie needs some further explanation on this. He said that he 
he's never getting married because the one girl he wanted to marry broke his heart. And then she says, wait a second, I know you. Turns out he was a YouTube sensation of having been turned down after proposing to somebody. And we get a shot of this, sort of a flashback, or as future Sophie's talking about, we're seeing it on video of Jesse on bed and knee and the woman that he's proposing to on stage performing, presumably at the coffee shop that Barney worked at when he had long hair. <laughs> Good callback. <laughs> <laughs> I And she says no, and then you get a whole bunch of commentary from the audience there of, oh my God, what a nightmare. The poor schmuck. What a loser. I don't think this video has any impact. Like, I did not buy that this was a viral video. Right. Like, this was such a non-event. He, he came to be known as Mr. Proposal Fail, and apparently Michelle Obama liked it on Twitter. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense, because all she does is just say no. Like, there's no nothing really dramatic he about it. Fall, he did fall. Like, I don't yeah. know. I, didn't, I did not buy it. We know this. how funny falling is. <laughs> oh, no. Marshall showed Falling us. back in my chair. Um, yeah, I didn't buy this bit of the story. Then we get Hannah. She shows up. Everyone jumps up and says surprise. After, I guess we kind of hear her saying, I can't believe you left the Beyonce tickets at the bar. Right. And he's proposing. He says, he remembers when he fell in love with her. It was their first year of med school. So apparently he was studying to be a doctor, too. Which I guess we're eventually going to get an explanation for. Right. How he ended up deciding to buy a bar. Right. Instead. yeah, I mean, I guess we don't know. You know, did they go to med school in New York, and then she was the one that left for the residency? She made a splenic route <laughs> pun, which he uh, was impressed with and fell in love with. There was a very Ted yes. type joke, and exactly. I mean, are we getting her as him as the Ted maybe because he liked that joke? Yeah, so he's almost like you know, from what the little bit that we've seen, a little bit Marshall, a little bit Ted. She says yes. She actually has a very good. Yes response. It's emotional. It's fun. Mm -hmm. She does a good job with this. And she's excited she's seeing Beyonce. She goes, I'm getting engaged and seeing Beyonce. And he kind of, ah. (laughs) Getting engaged. (laughs) So Sophie kind of interrupts this celebration to let him know that he has her phone. And he gives it back to her. And he says, "Uh, here, it's dead, which feels very on brand for you. (laughs) I, I didn't get that. Was that a reference to something we've already heard, or is it just... I think it's just she's... Things aren't working out She's clearly a mess, so... Okay. Now Charlie's in the scene complaining to Valentina about having to pee at a urinal. Yeah. Does Charlie not go to public restroom? Like, what... (laughs) Is he so rich he hasn't ever been in the world? I'm very confused. He thinks New York is a hellscape. And Valentina calls him a prissy royal bitch. I do enjoy that he... (laughs) Let's her know that he does use stalls. That's where they keep the ponies. Mm-hmm. I thought that was cute. It was okay. <laughs> it was just okay. <laughs> so Hannah gets a call. One of her patients has a transplant lung or something available. So she's got to go. So Sid's going to take her to the airport. Seems like a... I don't want to break up the romance here, but them living... She has a full-time busy, busy job out in L.A. Mm-hmm. They're never going to see each other. I mean, if she's just on a residency, presumably she would come back, right? Like, you just do a residency and then you can go do something else. You don't have to stay at that hospital Right, long-term. but I think it's a couple of years, residencies, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, so we don't have a sense of how long they've been together, how long she's been gone. But yeah, it's, yeah, that's maybe not going to work out. We'll see. Well, eventually it won't because we're getting the... 
hint that he's maybe a candidate for a future relationship with Sophie. Right. But we'll, we'll, we'll circle back to that. So we get Jesse pointing out to Sophie that his sister's hanging out with her friends. She's kind of a loner. He really wants her to meet people. But really, she's just kind of standing there looking incredibly uncomfortable, stuck between <laughs> Charlie and fighting Valentina Charlie and Valentina. screaming at each other. <laughs> and Sophie quips that, yeah, they, they seem like they're really hitting it off. Sophie thinks that Jesse shouldn't give up on love. He, she knows there's a Brooklyn Bridge girl out there for him somewhere, <laughs> and he's like, what are you talking about? And I love his response here. This is very funny. Do you want to read his response? <laughs> Am I supposed to know what that is? Because you look like you practically moved yourself to tears just now, but I have no idea what you're <laughs> yeah. talking about. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> and so she admits it's just something she made up. You know, she's never walked across the Brooklyn Bridge and decided that because she waited so long, she's just going to do it with her soulmate. Mm-hmm. I have no comment on that. Well, I'll bring it up because it comes back towards the end. He tries to pigeonhole her that she's one of those people whose parents actually stayed married, so she thinks love is meant for everybody, and you know, people meet in college and stay married, and she just kind of goes along with it. She doesn't say anything. I'm not sure why they make a point of this, but I guess we're going to find out in future episodes the situation with her parents. Right. Right. I guess it's, you know, two different perspectives of, you know, he he got burned and he's staying jaded. She didn't necessarily have great experiences growing up, but she's still hopeful. So kind of like a, a dual path character arc kind of thing. I think you're thinking about, you're, you're giving that more, <laughs> what's the word I'm looking for? Significance. Yeah. I think you're giving that more significance than the writers intended. <laughs> Maybe. She gets a text from Ian. He's checking in with a sad face. So everyone wants to go to the airport now because they got to get, they have to get Ellen back to LA and Sophie to see Ian. So Jesse's going to drive them all. Charlie and Valentina have to come with. Why? They actually don't. Because Valentina <laughs> wants to stay with Sophie um. and see this through, and Charlie doesn't want to be left by himself in this hellscape. Okay. I'm kind of confused why they didn't just go home, but it's Yeah, so Valentina is out on Charlie. She now hates him. But he lives with them, so as, she, as Sophie points out. And Jesse has to come back because they forgot Ellen. Yeah, they didn't do this one very well. You forgot about me, didn't you? No, he came back and got you. <laughs> so they all went to JFK together. Valentina realizes that, he's, that Jesse's the proposal fail guy. So, Ian sees Sophie. Yeah, so we get a little soliloquy from Sophie about, you know, all of the dates she's been on, how bad they all went, and, you know, she thinks they should give it a try, despite the long distance. Yeah, she says she's not one of those girls that does sexy stuff with the guys from Tinder. Then she goes into a, I also want to be clear that I am not judging anyone who does hook up on every date. It's just not my style. But if it's someone else's, that's her business, and it's nothing to be ashamed of. That sounds like something we would have had, had said after judging someone from going to bed with someone else too quickly on the I show. I feel like I've made that speech on this podcast yeah, before. feels right. <laughs> she says that things with him, unlike anybody else, have been easy, and... She wants to try the long-distance thing, and he says no. He's going to be living out at sea for weeks on end without service. It would just be way too hard. Yeah. He's being more realistic about yeah. it, of like, this is this is not going to work. And then we get back to the, but maybe someday, right? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, now that you said that, yeah, it's definitely... <laughs> he's definitely going to come back and interrupt something important. And it feels like they cut the last part of this show short. Because they just cut to, like, things very quickly. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I am going to walk on the Brooklyn Bridge. Everyone goes with her. Right. And it symbolizes her moving on. Because she's not going to wait for a guy for this. And Charlie likes the bridge. <laughs> although, again, symbolism. He likes Valentina. He likes New York. Right. And she says why she felt so hard for Charlie, uh, how brave he was walking away from a pampered life. And the city's magic, so is she. And she wants to know if he wants to be a part of that magic. He does. And then we get a weird thing from, sort of funny from Ellen. Mm-hmm. She says if Sophie can walk across the bridge totally alone, and sit, so she's kind of bagging on everyone without meaning to. <laughs> right. And Sid can have a good attitude about his fiance ditching him, and you two can try to make your completely doomed relationship work. <laughs> then she can stop obsessing over her divorce and ask a woman out to divorce, to divorce, to dinner. Damn it. So, weird speech because it, what she arrives at doesn't make sense. We don't already know that she's obsessing about her divorce because right. she, we don't see that. Yeah, so the, the first half of it is is funny and. You know, pointing out what's going on. But yeah, the the end of it didn't really work. I think it should be more of like, yeah, you know, we're all going to do these things. And, you know, my thing is going to be like moving on. Jesse's talking to Valentina, who is saying that he thinks that Sophie's going to be just fine because she's got her parents' magical love story to keep her stupidly optimistic. And Valentina points out that that's not the story of her parents. Sophie's mom is a party girl who bounces around from boyfriend to boyfriend. Her dad wasn't even in the picture. I started to try and make a connection somehow to How I Met Your Mother, and you can't because Sophie would be way too old to be Barney's daughter. Right. So you just couldn't do it that way. Right. But yeah, so Valentina tells him this, and Jesse like almost like lights up at it of like, oh, she's slightly damaged too. I don't know if you caught that, like the change in the way he looked at her. And then we just cut to them going to Sid's and Jesse's for drinks. It is obviously... Uh, Marshall, it's obviously the apartment that yeah. Marshall, Lily, and Ted had. But yeah. it even has these swords left up, <laughs> which they thought was cool. Yeah, they got it from an old married couple who posted it on the Wesleyan alumni group. So, yeah, a nice little callback to the original show. Yeah, and I th- I'm sure we're going to get a lot of these. They're going to continue to try and make little links. I read and I something... think eventually there's going to be some big connection, but I have no idea what it would yeah. be. Yeah, I read something that there's stuff in the apartment that's supposed to be like Easter eggs, but I didn't see any sort of breakdown of that. Something we can maybe try to keep our eye on. Yeah, I was expecting actually more Easter eggs in this episode. They just had the one. Yeah. But I guess we'll see as it goes on. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay, so future Sophie's saying, so that's it. That's the night I met your father. And then they flash to all four guys in the story. So the show's obviously going to Mamma Mia us. <laughs> it's a Mamma Mia. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what are the odds of who it might be? I mean, I, they sort of want us to think that things are heading towards the path of her and Jesse. Right. But obviously, it's obviously not going to be that. Right. That's the MacGuffin. And we think that Ian continuing to say he's going to come back makes us think that he's likely number two. Yeah. He, of Ian's going to be the Robin where it's always the possibility or what could be, but it's never going to quite work out. 
because of the show's name, it can't be Ellen unless she so, trans- transitions. So that, I actually was about to throw that out as like a very random, like, what if it's Ellen who is trans and becomes the father? Which yeah. I think is a long shot, but and then it could be a psych out by only showing the guys. Sid... I think I think Sid could be a contender because we don't see that coming. Like, and know. it's unlikely he's they're going to make it with his West Coast fiance, mm-hmm. and they were sort of in line with each other of romanticism, right? And so, actually, something else I had read was that like it could be a cheat, also of like, oh, I shoot, where was it? The way the line was written. That was the night I met your father, so it could have been somebody that she met that was off camera. Eh, okay. Which, you know, is is cheating, but it's possible. No, they've got enough to work with with just these four. And then Charlie, hard to see that being an op- uh, option, but, you know, we'll see. Right. And I, I wonder if the, the writers definitively know at this point. I was think so. Right. That's a good question. I mean, I feel like How I Met Your Mother knew from the beginning where they were going. So I would assume How I Met Your Father is doing the same. But I, for- I don't know that I've read it. I forgot to mention that Sid's played by Siraj Sharma. He was in Homeland, and he starred, his very first acting role was Life of Pi, where he was the main character stuck on the raft with the tiger. I've seen that movie, but I only saw it once in a long time ago. It was pretty good. Yeah. It was a very popular book before it became a movie. That sounds right. Yeah, the movie was 2012. I didn't think that was 10 years old of a movie. All right. Do you have a favorite joke? Um, you know what? I didn't mark favorite, but I did uh, some underlinings. So I think my favorite is her comment that the day was going so well she never even looked at her phone. He said, "Whoa!" She goes, "I know." <laughs> that was probably my favorite. Maybe a second closest. The next is that first half of Ellen's speech of kind of bagging on everybody. Yeah, there's not a ton to pick from in this. So I think I'm just going to go with the, did you bang it out anyway? And then my least favorite, I think, is in Sid in the Uber at the beginning where he's saying, well, girlfriend, not going to be saying that much longer. Someone's going to be nothing but fiancé, 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 fiancé. Yeah. The way you're saying it makes me hate it, too. (laughs) (laughs) And I already said my least favorite when we covered it. Okay. So let's move on to... Some of our other emails. We'll start with Jonathan. Jonathan, of course, is the plumber who had a fun coincidence that he was working at somebody's house and they overheard him listening to our podcast. That still blows my mind. (laughs) So he wrote us again. Welcome back, Jonathan, by the way. Hey, Steve and Jen. Just responding to your question you asked when you read my email on the podcast a couple weeks ago. I live just outside of Hartford, Connecticut. You have a couple of fans up here. I've turned a couple of friends to your podcast, too, and they love it also. Yay. And I was just in Hartford a couple months ago. I didn't realize that I had a fan base there that I could have tapped into. Oh, I didn't realize that's where you went. (laughs) Yeah. That's very funny. Yeah, one of my big clients is in Hartford, so I'll be in and out of there a few times a year. And we got Jonathan as, like, our PR team. I love it. Lucky for you guys, at end summer 2022... I will have the perfect place for you to do a live podcast. I will be leaving my plumbing career to start a brewery with my uncle in Windsor, Connecticut, only a couple of hours away from you. Well, technically a little longer. <laughs> Let's make this happen, you guys. We'd have carte blanche to our place. Nice. Shameless self-plug, to be sure. 
Oh, wait. Let me start that over. Shameless self-plug. Be sure to check out Dudley Town Brewing Company on Facebook or Instagram. Like and follow. Thanks for the free advertising. Oh, we definitely will. Are you craft beer girls and guys? Would love to send you guys some beer or swag once we open our doors. My wife and I started watching Himyef. Let me start by saying I really want to like it. I, I will probably give it more of a chance than I would some random show. The first two episodes were not very good. The comedic timing was off. Maybe they were just building the characters. The third episode got better, actually, with some real laughs. It's not the constant laughs that we have with him yet. Hopefully, they'll get better. I would love for you guys to either do a separate podcast or even touch on your normal podcast. I want to hear what your thoughts of the show are. Keep up the good work, guys. Thanks for the in-depth email, Jonathan. And keep that in mind, Dudley Town Brewing Company... Windsor, and Connecticut. We are not craft beer. <laughs> well, you have girls craft or boys cider. I will drink that. Um, Sometimes we replace. Jen, Jen and I are kind of liquor people. Yeah. We lived in D.C. for a while and didn't have to drive, and so <laughs> just would you know drink our faces off with liquor, and then stumble home or cab home. Yep. From there, so we stopped drinking beer. I never drank beer. Oh, I did in my twenties when I. Was trying to just have a couple and then you know for, at a happy hour and then drive home. Yeah, don't do that, kids. Not even a couple. But <laughs> no, no. but if you were gonna go and do something after work with some workmates and you just had like two or three beers over a couple hours, you could probably be okay to. I'd still to have make it. <laughs> Probably a bad choice. Well, I I didn't back then, so I, yeah. But eventually, I I did switch and have never really gone back to beer. Although I do have one of them at someone's house for a party or a you know get together and all they have is beer then I'll drink the right. beer. Yeah, I feel like I mean we've been to breweries before. I feel like it's like 50/50 if they have some sort of like hard cider kind of thing going. So, I will put in a plug for you to do that at your brewery. And I think it might be a good idea for us to do a live podcast there, fun. especially if we can get a few people. And especially as I'll start meeting more people in Connecticut, then That's maybe there'll be more people that will come to this thing. That could be cool. And that will give um Jonathan, more more customers. I'm down. You're down? I'm down. <laughs> you better step off, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> and from Boston Kennedy, writing to us again. Hey, guys, thanks for reading my email. And yes, my real name is Boston Kennedy, and I'm not from Boston. I am from Melbourne, Australia. <gasps> Say hi to Ian for us. I wonder if he's ever been to... The bar George in Australia that is a George Costanza-themed bar. Let us know is about that. Is it a that. George costanza theme bar or just a Seinfeld bar? I think it's a Seinfeld bar, but like... Geared towards... George I don't know. Stuff? Yeah, I think it's. I think it was Seinfeld altogether. Okay. They kept mentioning it on yeah, the Seinfeld Push-Show Recast po- Seinfeld yeah, podcast. That's right. Because somebody there, somebody had written to them about it, and that's where they should have done their finale yeah. podcast. Yeah, that's a really missed opportunity. Here are my How I Met Your Father thoughts, quick pros and cons. Pros. Hilary Duff is beautiful and always likable in any role she takes. The show being on Hulu opens up more stories to dive into. With How I Met Your Mother, it was always held back by CBS with how edgy it could be, but managed to overcome it with smart writing just like Seinfeld did. Cons. So maybe he has been to that bar. <laughs> oh, yeah, it could be. <laughs> Cons. Ellen is super annoying and over the top. I think it's cool having an LGBTQ member on the show, but don't ruin it. Like, and just like that did. Oh, interesting. What's in? Oh, oh, oh okay. So I, I'm guessing you know wasn't a fan of the Che and Miranda 
storyline. So yeah, I mean, Ellen was Ellen had her moments in this one. I'm interested to see what happens in episode two. You know, and see what what Boston's talking about. Yeah, I I really enjoyed and just like that this season of it. I didn't like how they handled the Miranda love storyline. I think they could have uh, done it a little softer and maybe, uh, I mean, Jen and I would have loved to have seen them say, you know, let's open our marriage and let right. me let me try dating this woman since right. we're not having sex anymore. And maybe Instead done something like that. On, yeah, it was a... Yeah, she just treated him horribly. Right. She didn't have much grace when she announced it to him. Right. And Yeah, poor Steve. Like, that was just... I think they wrote that really well, given that was the way that they went with the story of, like, I can see that being his response of, like, I'm always the one fighting for this. I'm fucking done. <laughs> Yeah, he might not miss her that much, right? At the, at the end of the day, but yeah, I so, did. Yeah, it was nice I did like the chemistry him. between Miranda and Che, but I also didn't think Che's stand-up act was funny. Even no, a little that bit, was so. always really bad. I, yeah, they, I feel like they made her kind of rough, which isn't the end of the world. But I feel like that that character could have been more built out. Like she's almost seemed like too much of a cliche. A cliche. <laughs> wow. <laughs> But anyway, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see what Ellen's up to in episode two, and see what's going on with her. All right, he goes on. The writing was pretty lazy. I don't believe these people would become friends this quickly. Least with friends they already knew. Rachel from school. Yeah. At least with friends. Valid point. Final thoughts. I will continue watching because I love Josh Peck and Hilary Duff. But hopefully, the show doesn't fall victim to trying to be woke instead of funny. So, yeah, so this was the other one I was talking about where we haven't met Josh Peck yet, but I have read that he's a character who shows up in episode two. Okay. He's yeah. an actor who play, who's playing a character. So we might have mentioned that is that we've only seen the first episode. We haven't seen two or three yet, but thank you. I mean, th- these aren't horrible spoilers. No, no, no. So that's yeah. good. But that's what I was saying. I think because one and two dropped at the same time, I think a lot of people watched both of them. He finishes with love your podcast, guys. Can't wait to listen to the next episode. Well, hey, thank you, I'll try and get this out quickly. I know that uh, this. <laughs> wait, but how long goes this one? January 29th. Ooh, yeah. We are, we are very far behind. And we are back. Because we didn't love the, the pilot here, I was saying, you know, Jen, we're going to just try and make this like a 20-minute podcast. We are now at an hour and five. You know what? I was going to tell you it's not going to happen, but <laughs> I figured I'd just wait and see. I mean, yes, it'll, it'll, we'll shave probably 10 minutes off of it just from some cuts, but <laughs> wow. Yeah. No, I feel like every time we're like, oh, this will be a short one. We don't have that much to talk about. It ends up being an hour. All right. All right. Good to be back. Jay, why don't you tell folks where they can write to us and find us? You can find us at RunkleRecaps.com. You can write to us at RunkleRecaps at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at RunkleRecaps and Instagram underscore how I met your podcast underscore. All right. Well, I don't have anything quippy to, to say goodbye with, but thanks for everyone's patience of letting us take some time before we got this out. And, you know, obviously we're going to try and do better in the next few weeks as our life gets back to normal. Yep. For sure. All right. So long, everyone. Bye, everybody.